1: inspire yourself inspire others and smell great naturally with inspire bath deodorant sprays and lotions we use them we love them and we think you will too so just go to inspirebath.com welcome back to the fit bottom girls podcast this is fbg margo and on the line today we have fbg jen hey and we have fbg Kristen, yo and kristen you and i did this interview together today it's with bev sanders and we're going to be talking about surfing and surfing vacations and retreats and things like that and you have a lot of experience with traveling you are a big traveling person and also fitness based vacations and trips so can you talk a little bit about that
0: i totally can yeah i i am a travel kind of person and i've had i've had some cool opportunities to do a number of trips that were like, you know, you might call them like race-cations where it's, you know, like I'm going to a location because I'm going to do a race there, but then it, you know, you you build the trip around that, which is kind of cool. And I, I think it's, it's interesting because people tend to come into that with, there are very different approaches Um, you know, there are the people who are like, I'm doing this race. That is the number one priority. That's the thing that I'm doing. And then I'll try to get some sightseeing in around there. And then I think the bulk of people, most of the time kind of look at it more as, okay, so this race gives me an excuse to go somewhere super cool and I'll do the race and it's going to be great. And that gives me some motivation to train and, you know, and all of that. But like, I'm really going because I've always wanted to go to, um, you know, like like wine country in Oregon or whatever. Um, and I have one as, so as we're recording, but when you guys hear this right now, all y'all are in the future. I'm actually going to, uh, to the Caribbean for a half marathon in about a week. So (laughs) by the time this airs, I will have some more of that under my belt, but it's, you know, it's really fun because especially when it's just something like a run, you know, you, you, if you show up with your shoes and a sports bra, then you're you're pretty much good to go, and it gives you this really cool experience. Not to mention the fact that running a decent distance around a city or around an island gives you a different perspective for the place than um, driving around would. But that being said, I'm also gonna give a shout out to the idea of all of the different um, biking options that are out there, like so many cities. Um when I was in Portland a couple of years ago, um, they had like the city bikes where you can rent them in one spot and ride them to another and then just drop them off. And uh Salt Lake City, I was there with um with Susan Lakey and we did that just not even necessarily doing touristy stuff, um, but just to get around. And it was awesome. Have you Margot, have you done that? The city I mean, bikes. It's scary to ride in the city. It's super scary to ride in the city
1: and uh, we've we've had this program, I'd say about three years now, it's city bikes and yeah. you can, you can pay for a membership or you can do it just one at a time. And every once in a while, I mean, I see more and more people on bikes than ever, which I think is exciting. And I love being on a bike. I'm the cyclist in the group. I have something yeah. to say though, to the parents out there, I'm seeing this over and over again. I'm seeing kids with their helmets and their parents without helmets and it makes me crazy. Please wear your helmets outside, guys. It's it's way way important, especially when you're in a big city like New York. I mean, where it's just concrete yeah. everywhere.
0: Yes, it's concrete, and it's a very decent likelihood of you getting not necessarily like hit, but getting bumped or getting thrown mm-hmm. you know thrown off balance because you know that's that's important. Um, that's our fit bottom PSA for the day. Yes, wear your please,
1: helmet. please, yes. Any- and yeah. if anyone
0: wants to get our travel posts, like if you're like, oh, I want to hear about Kristen's travel adventures, I bet you're probably going to write something about it, Kristen. So if um, we can pop the link in to all of our travel posts and all of our travel content sure. in the in the notes, that'd be great. Yeah, and- for sure. And then also, um, if you guys don't follow us on Instagram, we tend to when we when we go and do cool stuff like that. Or every once in a while, when we've we've got a special correspondent. We will kind of share what's going on in real time on um, on our Insta story, so check that out. And then the other thing that I want to say about bikes is, you know, even if you're someone who doesn't really get into like, I don't, you call them excursions when you do them off of a cruise, but you know, like into like touristy tour type things. Don't be shy about looking into like a bike tour somewhere, even if you're not super comfortable, necessarily just renting a bike and riding around yourself. It can feel a lot safer to go in a group. They're often um, you know they're often designed to be accessible for people at like lots of different levels of fitness and comfort on a bike. and and it really is a great way to see things. Um, I actually have a a tour booked for um I'm gonna go to Volcanoes National um, National Park in a few weeks, and I've never been there before. And I read that seeing it by bike is a great way to do it, so I'm I'm like super excited about it. And I am sure that it's going to be touristy, and I don't care even a little bit because I I want to make sure that I have the experience and that I'm going to the places that I want to go to. You know? Well, that sounds fun, and it's hard for I think a national park to be overly touristy. Yeah. I mean, it's still going to be like 10 or 15 miles of riding, even if it's yeah. like easy. Um, through volcanoes. <laughs> through volcanoes. Not That's through cool. the lava though. Obviously. Smart. Yeah. And with a helmet. And totally with, a helmet. with a helmet. Definitely with a helmet.
1: And let's talk about just a little bit because throughout the year you guys have these retreats. So how do people join a mailing list so they can find out all the information? So maybe they can sign up for one of these kind of cool trips for themselves.
0: Yeah. So if you go to our website, usually there's a pop up that comes up. If not, um, we have a free email course. It's actually the take the free five day um, FPG reset email course you can sign up for, but that will get you on our mailing list and get you the free email course. And so that anytime we have new stuff that's happening, like we're doing a retreat or something in or fun that you can join in. That is usually the first place that we announce it and the first place for you to possibly get some early bird savings. So come get the scoop, join our list. So today our guest
1: is with Beth Sanders, and she has a very popular surfing retreat in Mexico. So if you guys are interested, you're going to love this interview. She, If you're scared, if you're like, oh, I'm going to be by myself, will I make friends? What's it going to be like? She's going to call you, cool your jets. Listen to this interview. She's going to give you so much inspiration. You're going to want to go out there and get on a longboard and check out a wave right away. So here's our interview with her. And please, guys, follow us on social media at Fit Bottom Girls. Our Email is podcast at fitbottomgirls.com, so if you have any comments or suggestions, and please, if you get the show via Apple Podcasts, if you can leave us a five-star review, we will read it on the air and be so grateful. So let's get into the interview today. Remember, this show is sponsored by our fave all-natural deodorant line, Inspire Bath. In fact, for every bottle you purchase, they donate one to help build and empower women and girls at shelters and interim homes. Get yours and help give back at inspirebath.com. Bev Sanders has made a long standing career of empowering women. She founded the first women's surf retreat, Las Olas, in 1997. Their motto, We Make Girls Out of Women, describes her heartfelt belief in women making time to play. She founded Las Olas the same year she learned to surf at 44 saying the lighthearted experience of learning to play in the water inspired her to quit her job as the marketing director of a well-established snowboard company, which she co-founded, and headed to Mexico to host her first camp. 22 years later, she still leads every retreat in Mexico. Bev believes that women are instinctive caretakers in a world that could use our perspective and help, and that's why she passionately continues her mission of making girls out of women so welcome to the show Bev
2: hello it's good to be here well it's wonderful
1: to have you here today this is FBG Margo and on the line today we have FBG Kristen hello so I'm going to ask you the first question I mean how how about we start with Las Olas and what was your motivation
2: for for creating it well my motivation was rooted in three different things uh frustration. I was frustrated in being in a male-dominated business. Uh, I had a feminism. I had a very, very much a passion for empowering women. Um, I took a feminist studies class back in the 70s, and it was very uplifting for me. And then I wanted to have fun. So those are all F words, but um, (laughs) (laughs) that's, that's kind of where it went. I mean, honestly, I was in this business where I was the co-founder of a snowboard company, and I always noticed along the way, even though I had done it over a decade, I noticed that women weren't recognized in the sport at all. They were never sponsored, they were never featured in magazines, and the equipment for them was too big, it was made for men. So here I was in that business, and um, I found myself oftentimes sitting in a board meeting with tears in my eyes. So I thought, this isn't who I am, and, um, and then being part of that, I was you know, very much um, trying my best to produce women's equipment, which we did do, but at the same time, my reps didn't even want to carry the product because it made us look too girly. So that was interesting to me because on some level, I knew they were, they were right from a marketing perspective uh, because the core market was an 18-year-old male. And uh, we didn't want to look too girly now. So that, that was part of it. And the year I was 44 when I learned to surf, and I was still working in that business, and I took a vacation. And it was to Maui, and it was before the Internet. So I was looking in the yellow pages for something to do, and I saw an ad that said, if a dog can surf, you can too. And I thought, yes sign me up. So I went to take a lesson. And like I said, I was 44. And it completely changed my life. So it was that very year, the light bulb went on. And I thought, I know exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to make girls out of women. And I started my first surf camp.
0: That's awesome. And I love that. um, I love that that happened in Maui. I think it's one of my favorite places. And I find it to be just kind of magical. And it sounds like you definitely had a really magical experience because that that totally changed your life. And from there, you're changing a lot of other lives. And that leads me to ask, like, what kind of women do you attract at Las Olas? Like, are they already surfers? Are they showing up and like, yes, this is what we do. Let's surf all day. Or are they coming in just curious and wanting a change and, you know, kind of going with with your mentality? Like, if a, if a dog can do it, so can I.
2: Uh, well, there's a lot of different women that come to Las Olas. She could be a, a really funny fifth grade teacher from Atlanta, a whip smart rocket scientist, and hardworking mothers, a pediatrician. They come from all walks of life and they have certain ways they see surfing. Some of them want to catch a wave and ride into the beach and have a margarita. Others want to surf all day. Like you said, they're there to surf, but. Uh, in any case, I think they all have something in common. They need a break, and they're ready to honor themselves and, and make a change and have fun. So the serendipity in the groups is amazing. For example, a woman that might be going through a bad breakup may find her roommate dealing with the same. It's, I'm, it's really amazing. I don't know how it happens, but it does. And they're there to support each other, and that's where the magic happens.
1: I have a friend, uh, a very good friend who just learned to surf this past summer Uh, she lives at the Jersey Shore now. And she used to be like a super type A New York City, you know, executive lady. So I was just wondering, are there reasons why you see, and I've heard this from other women that I know that have like big jobs in New York and they love to go to surf camps on their breaks. Like, do you see, do you have any reason, do you see any reasons why high achieving women like that would take on surfing?
2: Yeah, I do. Um, I think, and I was that woman myself. Um, I so relate to that, but it's the ultimate form of stress release. And when I say, you know, our motto, we make girls out of women is absolutely true. Um, I see so often these women show up and they're, you know, they're, they work on the 44th floor in New York city and they are just wound so tight. And within 24 hours, they're acting like kids. And, it's really beautiful to see that. I think that is surfing is what it takes, you know, that tumbling around in the water and letting go and feeling like a kid again is really what a lot of people need because, you know, we are all a certain way before the world got a hold of us. And surfing is something that really can break that down because honestly, when you're surfing, that's the only thing you're really thinking about. So what are some of the some of the common
0: questions that you get from guests, either maybe before they sign up, like when they're still trying to decide whether or not this is for them. And then also once they arrive and they're kind of getting into this and maybe it's new and exciting and a little strange.
2: Uh, probably our biggest, most popular question is, am I too old to surf, which always makes me laugh because uh, it's it's not, um, most of our guests are over 40. And like I said, I started surfing at 44 And that was two decades ago. You know, I'm 65 now, so I'd be the wrong person to ask. But you know, honestly, a lot of people wonder if they're in good shape because I think there's been a myth about surfing where people think they have to have a lot of upper body strength. And women, they they say they don't have enough upper body strength, but that's not true. Women are stronger than they're given credit for. If you've ever seen a a woman pick up a toddler, you know what I mean? It's, you know, they do have upper body strength. It's all relative. We we surf in small waves. So you really aren't paddling through rough waters necessarily. But honestly, I, and this sounds very simplistic, but if you can get up off the floor without a struggle, you can probably surf. So, I mean, I, I think, you know, a lot of people are afraid of surfing because they think it's, male dominated and, and is territorial, but, but not and most probably women who are listening to this podcast, I would sense that they're probably in good shape or at least trying to be in shape, which is really half the battle.
1: So what would be your biggest lesson you would give to a budding entrepreneur, someone who has their own dream, you know, to quit that day job and pursue their passion? What advice would you give them?
2: Well, entrepreneurship, it, it's you have to be ready for a wild ride and you have to really be in touch with who you are and you have to be very true to yourself. And I think that is probably the advice that I would give somebody. There's a lot of deep breaths involved. There is, I think, particularly for women, um, you, you know, you can't, not everybody's going to be happy at one time. And um, I think any mother would know that. But it's just it's difficult. So you have to be ready for for just about anything. But the joy that comes with it is amazing. And the freedom in getting up on a Monday morning and really be exciting, excited about what you're doing um, is important. But that said, it's also important to pick the right thing. In other words, don't just decide you're going to be a business coach because you think you're going to be able to make money being a business coach. I think it's important that it is absolutely your passion. Because that's what will fuel you.
0: So in, in reading about Las Olas and talking to you, it sounds like this is more than just kind of like a, a girl's getaway, you know, like going away to a hotel for a weekend. Like you see some really significant transformations. Um, so I wonder if you, you know, you talked about the making girls out of women, but I wonder if there are any specific stories or common themes that you really see, you know, that not only that people make these changes while they're there, but you know, maybe do people stay in touch with you and let you know how this changes them once they go back to their office on the 44th
2: floor? Well, yeah, that that's actually, to me, the, the best part of it. Like I said, if I've been doing it for 22 years, and I'm there at every session, and they I've seen investment bankers quit their jobs to become well known writers things like that happen. And next thing you know, I'm, I'm following them on social media and thinking, Oh my God, this woman has just absolutely blossomed. I do see a lot of changes take place. I see people, you know, they come to Las Olas and they're in some situation that just isn't really making sense for them. And I think it's taking that wave. And I, I don't mean to sound simplistic, but honestly, when I was 44 and I, First, learned to surf. I completely changed my life. That that next year, I had a different job, and um, you know, I don't know who that girl was. We decided she was going to go to Mexico without knowing a word of Spanish and not really being a surfer and start a surf camp. But I did that, and and I t- see people take these leaps of faith after learning how to surf at Los Oles. and I'm I'm really proud of them for doing that because I know things like you know confidence. Like it's something that uh, it takes a lot of courage. To do something like that.
1: Well, besides Las Olas, where are your ever favorite places to go
2: surfing? Hmm. Well, a surfer doesn't always reveal their surf spots.
1: <laughs> I was wondering so, if you were gonna say that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, well, there's a few places in Northern California that I like, north of San Francisco, and um I would say La Jolla is, was kind of fun. But, you know, a lot of places are good. You have to really be picky in terms of when you go. Because if you're going to go on a Saturday or a Sunday afternoon, it, it's going to be a struggle because it, it's usually crowded in a lot of places nowadays. So we actually run our surf sessions uh, during weeks when there's no holiday or you know, no spring break or anything like that. I've always been really adamant about making sure that we run it during those low season weeks and um, Mondays through Fridays when we take our lessons. So it works out much better for a beginner because there's one thing, it's, you've got all that that's going on with trying to take a wave and, and uh, getting the confidence to do that, but also to look to the left and right and see somebody else trying to get the same wave. This is no fun. So to answer your question, yeah, that's I, I honestly love the surf break where we are in Mexico, because to me, it's the most beginner friendly. It has this very forgiving wave. And I love small waves. I I don't really want to be out there and feel frightened. I want to feel comfortable. So I think this particular wave where we surf is, is probably the best for that. Are there any other
0: activities that you can think of that provide the same kind of feeling of some of the same benefits of, of surfing? Like, I know you come from a snowboarding background, so would you, do you find those things to be comparable or, because I'm thinking of people, I've got a few friends, even though I live in Sarasota, Florida, you know, near the beach, I have a couple of friends who are really uncomfortable in the water. Um, So I'm thinking of them and I'm like, there's no way I could ever get them on a surfboard. But- they're athletic and adventurous. And so the things you're talking about definitely apply to them.
2: Yeah. Snowboarding, I would say is that sport, especially snowboarding and powder. You get that freedom. Um, I absolutely love to snowboard. I still snowboard. I don't snowboard that much because I spend so much of my winter in Mexico, but I love snowboarding and skiing. I grew up skiing as as a kid and there's a certain freedom to it. And and I call them board sports, you know, surfing, snowboarding, and skiing are board sports in a sense. And what I love about them is that they're absolutely, I'm not saying I'm not a team player, but it's so much fun to just be by yourself, you know, carving turns and, um, deep powder or on a wave. Uh, it's a real, um, like a personal creative expression that happens with it. And, um, I'm trying to think of another sport. I, I love dance. I wouldn't consider it a sport, but I think dance is a, another creative outlet that way as well.
0: Yeah, it seems like anything that you can sort of um, get lost in and feel and you, you have something to focus on that takes you a little bit outside yourself, but requires like, you know, real like physical connection
2: to it. Yeah, you def- know? definitely. Yeah, for sure. So, when
1: you are in session, when you are booking people, what is your average day like during that week or week and a half that you have people?
2: Well, we start every morning with yoga and meditation. And um, it's kind of a lighthearted sensibility to what we do. And we always stay, like I say, keep going back to that motto we make girls out of women. We try to stay to in that um, mindset when we present any part of our program. But we start with yoga. And we have breakfast um, right after that. And that's, that happens right on the water's edge, which is absolutely beautiful. And you get to, you know, you're looking at the surf break as you're eating. Uh, after that, for example, like on the first day, we'll have an orientation. We have a little private clubhouse where everybody goes and they they actually take their first lesson right there, essentially, you know, getting the basics in terms of uh, wave etiquette and, and things like that. Things you need to know about surfing before you get out in the water and start making mistakes. Um, After that, we get people into the water, teach them paddling, teach them maneuvers, teach them hurdle rolls, and how to avoid big waves and stuff like that. Uh, Then they surf in the morning. Then we break for lunch. Uh, After lunch, we surf some more. It really becomes, honestly, when people catch their first wave, that's all they want to do. They're like a dog with a tennis ball. Um, I want another wave. And then after um, the afternoon, there, we take another break, and there's another yoga class if, if people want to go to the yoga class. There's massage that happens during the day. We schedule a full. In the evening, we have little workshops. Uh, the first night, we have called It's Your Wave. And It's Your Wave is it's a class that we started doing about maybe four years ago I realized the barrier to entry for a lot of women wasn't their physical upper body strength or, you know, things like that. It was more, it's more the mental part of it. So I look at it like this. There's two things you're going to say to yourself when you, you know, paddle to catch a wave. One is I'm going to catch this wave or two, I can't do this. I'm not good enough. So this mi- this class, it's a workshop that addresses that mindset, you know, trying to get people to get into a more positive mindset, whether it's, you know, sing your favorite song, like I Will Survive by Gloria Gaynor or whatever it may be to get them into a yes, I can I can do this. I've got this. And so we have that particular class. And then we have other workshops about, you know, surfboard uh, equipment and things like that, because a lot of women, by the time they end up this you know week is over, they want to buy a surfboard. They're really that gung ho about it and like you know some of them some of them don't some can go back and they never surf again maybe but for the most part people are pretty enthusiastic and and see themselves as surfers which is really cool it is
0: and okay Beth I've got I've got like a personal question here for you because I have tried surfing a couple of times and I love being out on the water like I I think the whole sitting out there like timing the waves just really feeling that is amazing and I am not good at it and so I'm wondering do you ever have people who come out and they're psyched and they're into it and they just never quite get it or does everybody is everybody pretty much able to do it with enough enough practice and with the right guidance
2: (laughs) it's funny you say that because that sounds like me I get out there all the time and say yeah, I'm not good at this. That is, and it's frustrating because I'm yes. like, I, want, I should be great. And I yes. am not. That's that part of being a surfer. <laughs> um, it is. That's what's so funny about it is that it is that kind of sport. You go out and some, you just say, oh, I'm not very good at it. But then you get that one wave, just one wave. And it, it's like crack. You want to get another one. So um, here's one thing I've noticed. That is, a lot of times, uh, women who are look, accomplished, those that are type A and really excel at everything they do in life, they have a harder time sometimes mm. than those who just think, I'm going to go catch a wave and go read a book. And they they don't have investment in it, and they're just going to have fun, and they seem to have an easier time with it and less struggle. So, so I, my advice is just keep doing it and do it from a sense of, I'm gonna go have fun. You know, think of it like you're just gonna go out and float on a toy, and um, take a wave when you when you feel ready to do it. And the rest of the time, just really enjoy just being out there on the water. It's a pretty amazing place to be, I think, whether you catch a wave or not. And I can tell you this in all honesty. I go out sometimes, and I might catch a one wave, but in the rest of them, I, I. I fail at, but, but I still have a good time. I've learned that over the years, though. It took me a while to get there. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. That's a good lesson. Yeah. Don't be hard on yourself.
1: (laughs) I think something that might hold me back a little bit is the fact that I'm really nearsighted. And so I do, I have to wear contacts or I have to wear glasses, you know, in the water, the sunglasses. I do. Do you ever have anybody with those kind of issues?
2: Yeah, actually, a lot of people wear contacts. I wear contacts myself. Okay. And and I don't, honestly, as long as you you know you close your eyes when you fall, mm-hmm. and and most most of us kind of you know you you're conditioned to after a while to to know that if you wear contacts. But I I honestly don't have much in the way of problems. I've, surfed. I've only lost two contact lenses, in as long as I've been surfing, that's not very many. No, no, those are good <laughs> odds. No. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, a lot of people ask us about that. I don't recommend, I mean, if you can wear contacts, that's way better than, you know, trying to see without them. You Um, don't want
1: to see me without contacts, (laughs) trust
2: me. No, no, it's dangerous. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely. Okay, so if somebody is
0: listening to this and they love the idea of going, you know, somewhere like Las Olas and they... They, they just dig this whole concept, but maybe, you know, due to finances or, you know, just like can't really leave, leave the family for more than a couple of days. They can't quite swing that right now. Do you have any tips for things that they could do kind of like on a, on a smaller basis or a shorter basis, things maybe they could do at home or other, you know, other little ways that they can implement this whole mindset of the, of the making girls out of women into their life.
2: Well, uh, are you talking about other like classes and things? There's a lot of like, you know, podcasts like yours is great for someone who wants to have a personal getaway, so to speak, without really going anywhere. uh, I I see now there's so many online experiences for women that are just amazing, um, that they get them into a, a mindset of, of more confidence. And um, especially now, I think, goodness, women have been gone. It's been a roller coaster in the last year and a half or so for women. <laughs> and for I sure. think, yeah, I think that's really important. And just to get together with friends, um, like I said, with lots the magic happens when you have a group of women who support each other. So anytime you can get together with a group of close friends or whatever, I think that's really important. It, it's not to be underestimated that, you know, women supporting each other is really what will make us all rise.
1: So there's been, I, this is just uh, pop culture wise, there's been so many movies in the in the past few years, uh, a few decades really about surfing, especially since it started gaining in popularity in the 60s. Uh, are they ever accurate at all I mean do they capture the magic at all or is it just like one-tenth of like what you can get from surfing
2: well you know surfing is your own magic in terms of you know what it is for you and it's hard to say that a movie would capture that for an individual but um there's been some you know Blue Crush was a yeah cool yeah I thought that was really cool you know you, you just felt her, you know, you honestly felt the sensation as she was rising and falling in the surf there, and how nervous she was, and how wound up she was, and um, and that I thought they did a really good job of capturing that that spirit and that fear or whatever. And there's been there's been a lot of little indie films, you know, that are out now about women and surfing. One of my favorite uh, surf movies is Surfing for Life. And it's a movie about older people surfing, like people well into their 80s surfing. And it's just, it's amazing. It's really amazing because it it, it shows how surfing keeps people young. And, you know, I believe that with all my heart is that, you know, it's funny how when you look at a surfer girl who cares so little about really what she looks like, she has no makeup and, and her hair is going every which way, she's so beautiful and that can be for women of any age. You know, it's just this, like, elixir or whatever that uh, is very powerful. So that's one move. That's probably one of my favorite. Uh, and then, of course, there's um, Endless Summer, I think, is a great old classic about just the reckless abandon of traveling and, and going to different surf breaks. The free spirit of it all.
1: And, of course, Point Break. <laughs> oh
2: yeah <laughs> which combines
1: a bank heist with surfing which i think is amazing
2: yeah yeah <laughs> definitely but i you only ugh, don't watch jaws no oh, no. God, no. <laughs> <laughs> no don't and, and it's funny you know that the thing about sharks that's one of the like going back to some of the questions people ask a lot of people ask if there's sharks and i i said well no there's no sharks that have been sighted in the area where we surf but of course there's sharks in the ocean. And knowing that I, you know, it's really interesting because I'm not really afraid of sharks, but if I feel something touch my foot when my little foot is dangling in the water, I silently scream, you know, it's it's like, I don't know why I always if something touches me in the water. I always feel, you know, I feel the worst is about to happen, but it's not. (laughs) I think
0: that's really normal. I'm like, I, I just did a triathlon this weekend and I was talking about it with a few people and we're like, yeah, I mean, we know there are not lake zombies and I mean, it was, it was in a lake. It was fine. Um, but it's still, uh, um, you know, there's still just this moment of like, oh my God, what was it? Like, is it, and I, you know, it's Florida. I guess it could be an alligator, but it's, you it's know, probably it's probably a
2: plastic bag. It's probably just a yeah. plastic bag or an ice cream wrapper or something. Yeah. No, know. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: so what's coming up next for you and for Las Olas? Um, you know, if we've got readers who are listeners who are totally into this and love this and they want to keep up with what's going on, what should they know?
2: Well, what they should know so in, yeah, terms, in terms, of terms of what's coming up. Well, I i am leaving on Monday for to begin our 22nd season. So um, with that, we, we just we've changed a lot of little things in the program, Um I tend to like I'm kind of a perfectionist when it comes to that. And I have a a fierce sense of a feminine aesthetic. So, you know, part of my job is to make this experience look and feel absolutely luxurious and and beautiful. And I I really get a lot out of that experience, um, you know, tuning the little things because I think women notice it and appreciate it. And um, I'm excited. Our crew, gosh, some of the some of the girls on our team, one of them has been with us eight years. And many of them been three or four years. They're career coaches. So nurturing the relationships that I have with these people who really, in my opinion, make this whole thing run. And um, our operations manager, that's my husband. We work as a team. And we've been working together for over 30 years. We started a snowboard company together. So it's interesting. I don't know how we do it, but we do it. Um, so yeah, it's just, you know, fine tuning it. That that really is what's coming up next. Every year I try to do something a little different, a little better and make it this year is I think going to be even more of a challenge and the experience is going to be even needed even more because like I said before, it's been a wild ride for women in the last year. And I think I, I'm a, I, consider myself lucky because I'm in very important work today. I know why I get up in the morning, you know, for sure.
1: Yeah. So can, mm-hmm. where, where, where can people find you on the web and on social media?
2: Well, on, on the website, if you go to, if you Google women's surf camp, you should see Las Olas. So Google women's surf camp, you should see Las Olas. It's uh, www.surflasolas.com and or www.lasolas.surf we have two different urls so you can find us on the internet you can also find us on instagram it's uh at lasolas surf and i recommend you check that out because you'll see a lot of i have such a great time rearranging these absolutely stunning photos of such beautiful women and those women are all our guests that are featured on the instagram page um, so that's how you can find us and we surf camp and you'll find Las Olas surf surfing for women.
1: And we just have one more question for you. Okay. Okay. This is what we ask everybody that appears on the show. <laughs> okay. Here we go. It,
2: this is going to be a fun one. I can tell. Yes, it is. It is. <laughs> okay. so, so
1: what was the last song you listened to before you did this podcast interview?
2: Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, I'm trying to Justin Timberlake. Oh, <laughs> good yeah. one any particular song yeah. um, da, 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 I can't remember the name of it <laughs> I'll get my suit and tie so then I show you a good time yeah that
1: one yeah it you sang it is, so which like is even one. which is even better
2: yeah <laughs> yeah yes and I can dance to it too percent. <laughs> Thank you so much so, for yeah, appearing. That was the last song. It was so much fun. Thank you.
1: Love this show. Tell us why in a five-star review on iTunes and we'll read it on the air. Also, make sure you are a subscriber. If you want to reach out to say hi or have a question about a recent episode, yay. Well, feel free to email us at podcast at fitbottomgirls.com. And if this podcast jives perfectly with your brand, consider sponsoring the show. Get more info by emailing advertising at com. Find all kinds of Fit Bottom goodness online and on social media at Fit Bottom Girls, Fit Bottom Mamas, Fit Bottom Eats, and Fit Bottom Zen. And if books and movies are your thing, check out the other podcast I co-host called Book Versus
2: Movie, which you can find anywhere when you search for podcasts. Thanks for listening.